Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 1. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Jesus didn't wear special clothing. Uh, Jesus didn't walk around and glow and look radioactive like Holly Weird. He always is glowing, you know, and he's got stereo music coming behind him everywhere he goes. You think like Jesus walked around with stereo music all the time and he's glowing and looking radioactive. Listen, Jesus didn't glow. I think if Jesus was in this room right now, he'd probably have on a T-shirt and a pair of jeans and probably some knockoff Nikes because Jesus saves. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not that's it. That's it for today. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that's it. I'm not. No more. No more. Yeah, I don't sorry. I'm just trying to get it all in before I go to India. That's all. I'm just trying to get it all in. And uh, I don't think people who minister for the Lord should look any different than other people. I remember some time ago I was standing out in the lobby and I was talking to a new person and I'm like, hey, you new here? And they're, yeah, I'm new. And first time coming? Yeah, first time. I saw all the cars coming. And I thought, well, let me just go and check it out and everything. And I'm like, oh, great. Awesome. And uh, where are you from? Well, I live in the area. Oh, great. That's awesome. Okay. Well, you know what? Um, enjoy service. Take care. And uh, okay, see you. So then I get up in the pulpit. I'll never forget this. I get up in the pulpit and I start singing, you know, as I do. And I start singing. And, and that person was sitting like somewhere about right in the middle there. So I saw them and I looked, they looked at me like they thought I was the music guy. They were probably like, oh, he's the music guy. And then I started teaching the word. And I started, you know, they obviously encouraged them that I was the pastor. And they were like, <laughs> I can't even do it straight face. Like, <laughs> And they were shocked because, I, and then after service, they said, oh, you didn't tell me you were the pastor? I said, I didn't think I needed to. I mean, what difference would it have made if, you know, well, I didn't know you were the pastor. I, I like that. I don't, I don't want to stand out. I, I, don't, I don't want to stand out from the people. I don't want people to go, oh, there's the pastor of the church. You know, I, you know, I know me. I don't have special clothing. I don't, I don't have a robe. Uh, I don't have a, a, a collar. Um, you know, I know some of y'all probably have family members that have robes, and don't get me wrong, I'm not against them. Uh, I think they're nice. Uh, some of them are super nice. I mean, like, you, some of these robes are like unbelievable. You see some of these guys in these robes? They are like unbelievable. They've got like, you know, big sleeves and gold around in this like big, you know, big sash, and they like, out like this when they come in, you know, they, you know, 
the, you know, they have, they have the, the robe, because the robe has to move that way. It's so big. You know, they got the big robe, and, and I don't really have a robe. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't, uh, I, can y'all imagine me coming in here with a robe on? Can y'all, y'all be like, what in the world is wrong on with Rodney, you know, laws in mind. I never, one time, oh, let me take that back. I was going to say I never wore a robe, but I did wear a robe. I told you guys about this a long time ago. I did wear a robe one time. I was doing this wedding, and this wedding was very, very formal. And they had, so I've never seen so many flowers at this wedding. I mean, at a wedding. It was like real flowers. They must have spent like $50,000 on flowers. I'm like, y'all could have gave me some of that money. I mean, <laughs> but I didn't say that. But I just was like, wow, this is a lot of flowers. I mean, the foyer coming into the church entrance, it was like all these flowers coming out the door. You needed a wee whacker to get in there. And I was just like, wow, I've never seen this many going down the aisles. There's flowers on the pulpit. There's flowers. It's a very formal wedding. So we're doing the wedding plans, and the father insisted that I wear a robe. And I said, well, you know what? I don't, I don't own a robe. I'm sorry. I'm just not a robe person I have a black suit. I look nice. I always look nice. I mean, I look nice. I mean, I have a black suit, um, but I don't have a robe. And I'm thinking, okay, if I tell him I don't even own a robe, I'll get out of it. He says, well, you know what? I'm going to get you a robe. I'm like, <laughs> so he gets me a robe and it's a nice robe. I'm telling you, it is a be- crushed velvet. That robe was beautiful and I look good in it. God, I looked at, I was like, you know what? I can get used to this. this you're looking all right. That's look kind of nice. It was a really, but that was the only time I ever wore a robe. I'm just not a robe person. I honestly think the minister of God shouldn't stand out among the people. Listen, Jesus was in, y'all know your Bibles. Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and Judas had to come into the Garden of Gethsemane and give Jesus a what? kiss to identify him because he looked so much like everybody else the guards wouldn't have known who to come and arrest so jesus goes in and gives jesus a kiss because jesus looked like everyone else jesus is standing among many here in our text and even here in this room right now listen jesus is here right now why how you know that pastor because he said in his word we're two or three are gathered in my name, I'm going to be there. That means he's right here, right now. And because Jesus is among his people in the temple, I honestly feel it's important to maintain a certain decorum in the temple of God. I think the church is getting a little bit too casual with the presence of God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? All right, clap your hands if I'm okay. Y'all okay? Everybody all right? All right. We're getting a little too casual. God is holy. God is holy. And we need to honor and reverence his presence. And don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about pretension and that kind of thing, but the church is getting too relaxed. And nowadays, there's lots of churches you can go in with a cup of coffee and a Danish. I remember one time I was at a church in Florida, and they had a guy had a cup of coffee doing worship, y'all. He is drinking a cup of coffee, eating a Danish, doing worship. So I look over at him, and he's doing like this here. I'm like, that's crazy. Listen. If I got a Danish in front of me and worship, I'm going to have to choose which going to get the more attention. 
okay? And if you got a date, I mean, your mind is going to be like, mm, this date is good. How does your mind do this date is good and you're, wor- you're worshiping God? Focus your attention on God. Give God his time. Give God his due praise. Give God his honor and worship. What? You cannot not eat a Danish for 30 minutes? Love God. Respect God. Why? Because he's among us. Somebody clap your hands and say amen. Because he's among us. And many neither see him nor know him. How many are like that today? Salvation is within their reach and they sleep. Mercy, grace, peace, heaven, eternal life are near and they sleep. Christ stands among his people every day and they know him not. Point number three and finally you must point people to Jesus. Look at verse 29. And the next day Jesus, or pardon me, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Come on, read that with me. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said after me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me, and I didn't know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. And John Bear witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. So, whenever you see the word behold, it means look, check it out, write it in your margins. John says, look, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is called the Lamb of God in John's gospel twice. In the book of Acts, twice. In the book of Revelation, the Lamb of God, 28 times. John's ministry begins. Look it up in Luke chapter 3, verse 7 is where you find John's ministry begins. And the first words out of John's mouth, the first sentence out of John's mouth when he began his ministry was, Repent, you brood of vipers. Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? I love that. Obviously, John hadn't read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. John didn't come on the scene with a seeker-friendly message. John comes out of the wilderness. He's standing there wearing itchy camel hair, probably locusts hanging between his teeth. That was his diet. John was in the protein. Some of y'all in the protein? You in the protein, brother? Eat some locusts. (laughs) See, nothing new under the sun. All this protein, all this stuff here, this was in the Bible. John was eating protein. John looks at the Pharisees and he says, Repent, you brood of vipers, you dead of thieves, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. John says, Behold the Lamb of God in our text who takes away the sin of the world. Listen, you want to write something in your margins? Write this. This is the best news ever. The Son of God came into the world not to judge us, but to take away our sins. Is somebody, any two people glad about that? Any two people. Take away our sins. Now to the Jews, listen, that didn't sound all that great. 
The Jews were looking for someone more like a lion king, like the lion of Judah. They looked for a lion. God sent them a lamb. Lambs are docile, aren't they? They aren't aggressive. Nobody's afraid of a lamb. You never see a sign in the yard that says, beware of lamb. (laughs) Many are coming out from Jerusalem. Get the scene. Many are coming out from Jerusalem to see John's baptism. They say, what's going on here? What's all the hoopla about? John says, this isn't about me or about water or about my authority. This is about the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is about the one who comes after me, baptizing with the Holy Spirit. I baptize with water. He will baptize with the Holy Spirit. It's about Jesus. It's all about Christ. It's all about the Lamb. The Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Are you listening? This is the reason Jesus came and died a criminal's death. He did it to take away the sin of the entire world, not just the sin of Israel. Jesus came to dwell among us, to be the sin bearer. Jesus didn't come to be a great teacher, although he was. He didn't come to be a healer, a miracle worker, although he was. He didn't come as a standard for high morals, although he has them. Jesus didn't come as a pioneer of spiritual things, although he was. He came to die. He came to get killed. Are you listening? Because it was the greatest need of man. Man's greatest need is forgiveness of sin. If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. But since our greatest need was forgiveness... God sent us a Savior. And this Savior, I'll wait while you clap your hands. <laughs> yes. And this Savior, his name is Jesus, who forgave us of our sins. John was a great witness. Let me give you four quick points on how you can be a great, great witness, and then we'll close. Four, great, four quick points on how you can be a great witness. Because John was a great witness. Say amen. amen. Number one. Write it down. Be aware or know who you are not. John said, I am not the Christ. I am not the Messiah. I am not Elijah. I am not the prophet. I'm a voice. And let me say something to you that's painfully obvious. Listen, you are not the Messiah. Amen. Amen. Wives, ladies, your husband is not the Messiah. Some of the fellows going, amen. <laughs> Say it again, pastor. He can't be everything you need. He can't be your all in all. I know when you get married, then the sentiment is a nice little hallmark thing. Oh, you're everything I need. You're my all in all. Can I tell you something? Your husband's not supposed to be your all in all. Jesus is supposed to be your all in all. Jesus is supposed to be your all in all. He can't fulfill you and make you complete. Jesus makes you complete. I have my relationship with God. My wife has her relationship with God. And then when we come together, we have our relationship with God. But if something happens to me, she has a relationship with God. She's not depending on me to be her Messiah. 
Don't get me wrong. You guys know I tell you. Love my wife. 30 years I've been married. And my wife is awesome. Awesome. She really is. And I tell people all the time, and I mean this, there is no Pastor Rodney without Miss Elvira. I couldn't do what I do without her. I couldn't do what I do and pour the hours of, in the ministry as I do without a wife who says, honey, go. Do what God has called you to do. Be the man that God has called you to be. Preaching around the world. They don't make women like that anymore. Now I need you home because of kids. And I need my me time. I'm sorry, some of y'all women are like, what's your point? I need my me, what's your point? <laughs> I don't even know I'm doing this. <laughs> Listen, Jesus fulfills you. Ministry people, you are not the Messiah. You can't fix everybody, you can't lead you know, everybody, the way that you might want to, you can lead them to, to Christ, but that's it. You can pray for people and minister to people, but you're not the answer. The Lamb of God is the answer. You got to know who you are not. Point number two, um, be vocal. Write it down. Be vocal. John said, I'm not the Messiah, but I am what? A voice. I say that because people often say, well, I don't have the gift of evangelism and I can't tell people about Christ and all I can do is let my light be seen and people can see my example and that's good and that's right and don't get me wrong, that's a good thing. But you also need to open your mouth and tell people, how shall they hear without a preacher? Open your mouth and tell people. If you never tell them, how will they know the reason that you're such a wonderful, awesome person? Unless you tell them. Point number three, being a good witness, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Luke 1, 15, John the B was filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. And that's what gave him boldness to stand up and say, I'm not him. Again, John didn't care what the priests or the Levites thought about him. He wasn't bending his message for the audience that was asking him questions. John didn't care what people thought of his message. John was more concerned to be faithful to God and give people the truth that would set them free. And then finally, be a signpost. What do you mean, Pastor? Point people to Jesus. Can somebody say amen? Point people to Jesus. Listen. John said, this isn't about me and my water baptism. It's about the one whose shoes I'm not worthy to untie, the lamb. Jesus pointed people to Jesus for salvation. The Father pointed people to Jesus for salvation. The Holy Spirit pointed people to Jesus for salvation. The New Testament Christians pointed people to Jesus for salvation. And today, we need to point people to Jesus and be a signpost. Point people to Jesus. Don't argue about the word. Point them to Jesus. Don't argue about positions on Calvinism and Arminianism and eschatology and eternal security and any other ology. Point people to Jesus. Bring them all back to Jesus. You ever talk to somebody about the Lord? And they always want to get away from the topic of Jesus. Well, what about this? What about, can God make a rock so big he can't pick it up? (laughs) Point people to Jesus. 
be a signpost. Point them to Jesus. Use social media to point them to Jesus. Amen. Social media. Instead of telling people you're having peas for dinner, pray for me. What's your status? Having peas for dinner. Huh? Who cares? Huh? 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 How about my status? Psalm 19.1. The heavens declare the glory of God and his firmament showing his handiwork. Day unto day they are the speech and night unto night they do show forth knowledge. Point people to Jesus. Twitter. Tweet. Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showing his handiwork. Day to day to other speech, night to night showed forth knowledge. Why can't you can't tweet that many characters, can you? Well, do several tweets. Use social media. They got all kinds of social media now. They got new social media coming out, don't they? I heard this one new social media thing called uh y'all heard about it? Uh hoopla or or hoop hoopla or something like that. Y'all heard about this new social media thing? Y'all haven't Well maybe that's not right. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Always bring back bring people back to Jesus. Clap your hands, say amen, do something. Will you do that? <laughs> you know, I heard people say, and I'm gonna let y'all go. I heard people say, you know, Christianity is a bloody religion. You know, tell them absolutely. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Without the shedding of blood, there is what? No remission of sin. You can't have Christianity and not have the blood of the Lamb. It's the blood of Jesus that saves us. Somebody say amen. It's the blood of Jesus that forgives us. Say amen. And washes us and cleanses us and restores us and sets us free and justifies us and purifies us and sanctifies us. And one day that same blood will take us to glory. And you ought to be happy about that. John said, I'm just a voice. Me? I'm a voice. Me? Pastor Rodney? I'm just a street kid from Philly. I started doing drugs at nine years old. And God set me free when I was 21 years old. Me? I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can change anybody. Me? I'll wait. Me? A trophy of God's grace. Me? A preacher. Trying to tell as many people as I can. As often as I can. About the goodness of God. The grace of God. The word became flesh. Behold the lamb which takes away the sin of the world. Me. If God can save me, God can save anybody. That's true. Me. I'm supposed to be a statistic. Don't you get it? I'm not supposed to be standing in this pulpit. I'm supposed to be addicted to drugs, tatted up perhaps, and, you know, on the street or in jail or dead. God said, I got another plan. 
His ways are not our ways. Listen, y'all. His ways are not your ways. His thoughts are not your thoughts, says the Lord. God can do whatever he wants with whomever he chooses. And that, I'm a witness. And I tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. January 23rd, 1982, at the Friendly Church of God in Christ in Oceanside, California, on San Diego Street, at 7.30 p.m., God changed my life. January 24th, I've never been the same. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.